1: Chad. Inside sports with Reed Wilkins, weekdays at six on 6:30, Chad. Here comes McDavid.
0: Nurse has it left side in front of the net. home for breaking news on your favorite teams.
1: This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta injury lawyers, the heavy hitters of injury law. The weekend is here. I mean, the singer. He's been in my basement for the last two days. I can't get him to go home. Anyway, that's my own problem. NHL tonight. Hurricanes lead the Predators 1-0 after 1. Panthers and Wild just getting underway. The Wild are here Sunday night to face the Oilers. Still coming up tonight. Stars in Chicago and the Kings will take on the Golden Knights. Two games for the Oilers this weekend. Tomorrow at 2 o'clock. They are in Winnipeg. Our coverage will start with the face-off show at 12.30. And then that game against the Wild on Sunday at Rogers Place. 4.30 for the face-off show puck drop at six and then of course the Oilers will head out on a five-game road trip but we won't get too far ahead of ourselves the Oilers right now looking very good four games into the Jay Woodcroft tenure as head coach and they are indeed 4-0 and after falling behind early last night against the Anaheim Ducks really completely overwhelming their opposition really good five-on-five play for the Oilers and they racked up seven in a 7-3 victory to move Into sole possession. We don't have to worry about tiebreakers, points percentage, games played, all that kind of stuff. Just look at the points, and they are third place in the Pacific Division. Two back of Vegas with a game in hand, five back of Calgary, who are just flying, having won eight in a row and uh, the Flames actually have a game in hand on the Oilers. So, uh, of course, still a lot of work to do for Edmonton, but some positive results here, and, and maybe, just maybe, we're going to see some separation from the California teams. I, I would say there already is quite a bit of separation from San Jose, and the Sharks, uh, you know, just two wins in their last 10. We'll see if LA and Anaheim can hang around with the top three in the Pacific. So, a quick look at the standings there for the Oilers, who practiced today a uh, brief uh, energetic practice before they flew to Winnipeg. Yes, he did not take part he left the game in the second period last night it is indeed confirmed by Jay Woodcroft today a lower body injury and Pugliarvi will miss about four weeks according to Woodcroft so a significant length of time here for Pugliarvi now yesterday uh, Yamamoto moved up with Hyman and McDavid McLeod moved up with Kane and Dreisaitl I don't think they're touching that line of Fogle Ryan Nugent Hopkins and Derek Ryan for the moment. And we're going to talk more about them as we move along tonight, but plenty to get to a lot of really interesting storylines here for the Edmonton Oilers. Um, I mean, it's not a shock that they're winning hockey games. I mean, let's not forget they did start the season nine and one. They did win 16 of their first 21 games. And of course we knew that pace wasn't going to continue, but for them to have a good stretch and score a few goals, I mean, shouldn't come as a huge shock. I mean, this this wasn't a last place team that has made a coaching change and was sitting there with, you know, 10 wins in 40 games on the season and has now won four in a row. They've kind of been an, a, at least an okay team throughout most of the season. I know they had that miserable stretch, but they were still right in the playoff hunt. And now those four games, uh, four wins in a row have put them into a playoff spot. Uh, but maybe the way they did it, We're starting to see some things transformed. The ongoing question, we talked about it on this show a couple of nights ago, got some good phone calls from some of you, dead cat bounce, what's sustainable, what's realistic uh, for this team. I'll tell you what, something is nice here. And and look, I always talk about the QO, the quality of the opponent. You have to take that into effect. But I also think if you want to be a team that's in the upper tier of the standings, you better beat the teams below you most of the time. You're not going to win every game of course, but you, you better beat those teams behind you in the standings or close to you in the standings most of the time. The Islanders behind the Oilers in the standings, though I, I still contend the Islanders are a pretty good team. That's probably not going to make the playoffs. Beat them, beat, a. I I think, a relatively... Uh, Well, I was going to say poor. Maybe that's a little harsh, but uh, certainly a below-average San Jose team. L.A. hung in there. Oilers toughed it out, and uh, then they were able to take it to Anaheim last night. The The games get tougher. Jets fighting for a playoff spot, obviously a rivalry with the Oilers. We know their depth has been a challenge for Edmonton in the past, and Minnesota having a really good season, a lot of quickness, and they won a game here at Rogers Place in December, and then Tampa Bay, Carolina, Florida coming up. So extremely tough games after these two. So more benchmark games for Edmonton. Um, you know, Jay Woodcroft, the new coach, has said there's not going to be a lot of practice time. Last weekend, he, he used the phrase uh, surgical and selective in terms of what they're going to work on. He said some penalty kill uh, tactics were dealt, uh, dealt with recently. And uh, the Oilers penalty kill was 9 for 10 under Woodcroft until Anaheim got those two deflection goals last night. But how about this? The five-on-five play for the Oilers over the last four games. When was the last time we said something like this? Five-on-five, four-game winning streak. The Oilers have outscored the opposition 14-3. 14-3, five-on-five for the Oilers. Last four games. Plus 11, five-on-five and that does not that does not include just to clarify because I had to double check this because I was thinking wait a minute that doesn't include the two empty netters against LA so yes they've given up three power play goals the Islanders got one, Anaheim got two, but the Oilers have only allowed three five-on-five goals against in their last four games while scoring 14. And as you know, it has not been all McDavid and Drysettle doing the scoring. It has been spread around a little bit more than we've seen before. Jay Woodcroft today commenting on uh, what they're going to be working on in the near future here
2: we think our pace of play can continue to improve. Uh, we want to speed things up. And one of the things we talk a lot about is just our pace through our puck movement. So if you watch any of our pregame skates or um, you know, today was a 15-minute kind of clean skate. It wasn't a true practice uh, so to speak. It's a, almost a, a morning skate to set us up uh, heading into two af- or an afternoon game tomorrow. Um, you'll see a lot of emphasis on our d-men passing the puck well getting it up into our forwards hands and that's uh something that we're looking to continue to hammer on as we go forward our pace through our puck movement
1: all right so there's something concrete to watch for over the weekend pace of play forwards getting the, uh, the defenseman getting the puck to the forwards things every team wants to do uh probably something the orders do indeed need to work on so uh, there we go from woodcroft he also was uh, asked today about keeping that work ethic and that energy high here as we go deeper into his tenure as coach.
2: Well, I think uh, the style we're asking our players to play is a demanding one. Uh, there's things in our game or principles in our game that we're going to continue to hammer on. Um, I think you can positively reinforce uh, some of the good things that are happening in the game. And um For our players to be playing this style and to have success, um, I think it's almost a virtuous loop because they're putting the work in and they're getting rewarded for it. And uh, they're seeing the the link between the work ethic and and the results. Did you hear that? Virtuous loop. (laughs) I've
1: never heard that before. I, I like the way he put it. Makes me think there could be a book or something, Jay Woodcroft and the virtuous loop. Maybe that could be Zach Hyman's next book. I don't know. A virtuous loop. (laughs) So you put the work in, you get rewarded, and that makes you want to keep working or work even harder. Well, let's hope so. Uh, (laughs) It would be great to have a virtuous loop, virtuous loop of victory for the Oilers and all of you who follow the team. Um, Yeah, we'll see. I, I like how he puts that. I, I really find that to be an interesting description. Look, that's what any coach wants. I, I think we know that uh in this day and age language is important. I think with uh as as we've evolved here through time, you know, it's not just like the coach says it and the coach is gonna be mean to you and punish you if you don't do it, and that's why you should play. I think we're more in an era where coaches are expected to tell their players why they're doing something and what the payoff is going to be. Let's practice this because in a game, it's going to help you do this. And that's ultimately going to help us win. And maybe that helps set up a virtuous loop, which I, again, I think that's a really cool phrase. Uh, And I imagine we'll get a few more from Jay Woodcroft here as we go along. The virtuous loop, it, it just makes me think, there's so much conversation over the years that, that I've been the host, and the Oilers were, were lousy the first few years I did the games. Well, they don't have a winning culture. They don't have a winning culture. Yeah, true. They also didn't have very good players. Uh, I mean, Craig McTavish was on uh, last Thursday when the Oilers fired Dave Tippett, and he talked about firing Dallas Aikens, and he said that they, they just simply didn't have good enough players to compete. And it was, you know, all the losing was wearing on Aikens and McTavish felt he almost had to release him from the agony of losing game after game. So you need talent, but you have to establish some other things. And over the years here, even in years in which they've had good seasons, have the Oilers been able to establish a virtuous loop? I don't know if they have. Maybe Woodcroft will be able to do that. Speaking of Zach Hyman, wasn't talking about being an author today, was talking about the confidence being high after winning four in a row. Everybody's contributing, everybody's on the same page. I think the forwards are helping
0: out the D You're coming through the middle and, and the D are kind of able to hold their line and, and hold their gap and, and I think that as a, as a forward on the other end that's frustrating when, it, when a team's able to keep you from entering the zone and, and then you we're able to transition quick and we've got obviously some really skilled players up front who are able to do some things on the, on the rush and then on the cycle so uh, if we have the puck more then you know, we're, we're a really good team.
1: All right, that is a little bit there from uh, Zach Hyman, who's hoping to be part of the Oilers' virtuous loop. Can they make it five in a row tomorrow against the Jets? Hope your weekend is off to a great start. Thanks for spending some of it here. Happy to hear from you on the hotline powered by CertainTeed, professional-grade building material, 780-496-0063. Do you believe in the virtuous loop? Do you think it's something the Oilers are building? And uh, I'm also curious to hear. We we had a few calls on it last night, but I I know it's still making the rounds. And and I'm going to replay a large chunk of it. Derek Ryan's post game comments from last night. uh, Pretty honest. I thought very blunt, but not in an aggressive. um, You know, there are different ways to be blunt. There's sort of a there there might be times. uh, somebody yells or sounds a little angry or even rude or aggressive, or sometimes you just calmly tell it like it is and share your honest thoughts. And uh, I think Derek Ryan did that last night and specifically about some of the things we were talking about in Dave Tippett's final days. Well, even before that really, Was he incorporating the depth players enough into the lineup and making them feel invested enough in the team? And I think Derek addressed that last night in a a fairly...
0: Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDIC.
1: Professional manner. So there's a couple assignments there if you want to check in tonight. 780 496 0063. We're off and running inside sports on Chet. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta's precedent-setting injury lawyers. other ways Warren Fogle skates after it. it goes in behind the Anaheim
0: net in comes Nugent Hopkins takes it out of the left corner he'll walk out he'll pass over to Fogle scores Warren
1: Fogle all right so over the last four games Warren Fogle two goals two assists four points Derek Ryan one goal three assists four points Ryan Nugent Hopkins one goal two assists Three points, Nuges plus five, Ryan's plus five, Fogles plus four. I know not everybody uses plus minus anymore, but uh, still significant. And again, I gave the five-on-five five goals for the team over the last four games, 14-3 in favor of the Edmonton Oilers. We have Dave on the uh, Certainty Hotline. Hi, Dave. Go ahead.
0: Hey, Reed. I just wanted to say with uh, – I think the Oilers finally have a coach that – Really is in depth with every player finds the niche of every player. I remember hearing um, when he would uh, get called up to talk about his AHL team and you can just tell, you know, how is this player? Well, this player does this well. This player does that well. You can already see that he's implementing that into the game and, and this team is still very young. And I think it's just a really good fit that finally um, they have looked internally and they find a guy that will actually do this team well. And part of the, my point too is with R and I've always said this: on a good hockey club, R and H is your third line center, and he's gonna he gets proofs in the pudding. They're doing very well, and I'm happy for them.
1: Yeah, just stay on the line, Dave. You know, Rob made the point last night that uh, you know there's been this stigma with Nugent Hopkins. For the last few years that he can't drive his own line well so far so good with that line i mean we'll see how it keeps going and i think you'd agree yeah. with me some some tougher opponents that is going to test the effectiveness of that third line i i and, and again that that was my biggest criticism of, of tippet and look i i like tip i think he's a good coach he'll probably work again um but even when they were winning they weren't playing a lot of guys, and, and I and I I didn't understand that. And, and again, we don't know how this is going to go, but I thought some players weren't being a, given a chance to prove why they were traded for or signed to contracts.
0: You know, Reid, great point. One of the things I watch for when I watch a game on whether it's live or TV, I like watching the bench after a goal, before a goal. Just to see that man, there was some games. I actually took pictures of of uh, McDavid sitting there on the bench with the with the C on his jersey, and he didn't look like he was having any fun. And then you look down to the guys beside him; they, they had no interest in the game at all. And I think I'm not saying hey, they're going to win the Stanley Cup or anything. But what I what I will say is you're right. When you got guys like Ryan getting four points now and Fogle, he these guys, and if they deserve seven minutes a game, then give them the seven minutes a game, and I, I just, I'm, I'm having fun watching it.
1: Well, and I th- even think tomorrow's a good test, because what, what's the one advantage Winnipeg has had over Edmonton in recent years? Lowry on the third line, right? So, Absolutely. So let let's see how it goes tomorrow. I mean, I'm not counting any chickens before uh, before they hatch. But uh, let's look uh, like I'm looking forward to these next five games. Let's see how they do. And I, you know what? Another thing, Dave, I want to see how Woodcroft coaches like Oilers fans might think well why are you being negative but I'm not saying this to be negative I think I'm just being realistic I want to see how Woodcroft coaches when they're down a goal or two with 10 minutes left is he going to play Absolutely. McDavid and Dreisaitl seven of the final 10 minutes or is he going to say like no I want the balance and I think everybody can grind
0: and I agree with you, Reid, 100%. What I also see on this team right now is communication. Uh, I, I'm lucky I get to kind of see some practices. And when you can, when you see guys come on the ice again, it's that smile. And, then, hey, a four-game winning streak will do that to everybody. But I think there's a lot more to this. And I think everybody's involved, and I think everybody's pulled on the same rope.
1: All right, Dave, we'll see you soon. You bet. I got to do the news and weather here. Well, I'm not going to do it. A colleague in the newsroom is going to do it. But uh, Andy, hang on because you're up next. And I want to get to a chunk of what Derek Ryan said last night because it's pretty interesting. And uh, we got a cool story. Carter Such, one of the vets on the awesome Edmonton Oil Kings team, he's going to check in for a visit as well. All coming up inside sports on 630Chad. 630 630Chad, 630 inside sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630Chad.